up, everybody? It's your favorite coach, Coach Vaughn, and you are tuned in to the Friend in Your Head podcast, formerly known as the Coach Vaughn podcast. Now, yes, it has a new name, but it's still the same hard-hitting, heart-to-heart show with honest discussions about all aspects of life, okay? Love, relationships, all of that. You know how I do. One-on-one, from my mouth to your ears, I'm going to be dishing out practical advice for everyday life so we could get through this crazy journey on this earth together. So are you ready? Are you ready to learn and grow and feel good and laugh and giggle and all of that? All right, well, let's go. One-on-one, baby, let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Friend in Your Head podcast, where I dish out practical advice for everyday life. I'm your favorite host and comedian, and most importantly, your bestie, friend in your head, Vaughn DiCarlo, aka Coach Vaughn, and Coach Vaughn is on. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Vaughn DiCarlo, hashtag Coach Vaughn, that's V-O-N, and of course, you can get links to all my social media by going to CoachVaughn.com or friendinyourhead.com. And let me just say again, and I know I say a lot of the same stuff every week in terms of my support, but you guys being my support system is so much to me right now. Thank you to the new people who have signed up for one-on-ones and thank you for the new people who have signed on, um, signed up to be a monthly supporter directly on the Anchor app for this podcast. You guys keep me motivated and going more than you know. There is so much going on in the world right now. And as I sit here in my apartment, isolated by myself, all alone, I get a <laughs> I get a weather tornado alert on my phone. Hello, this is New York. I live in Harlem. Since when do we have tornado warnings? Am I bugging? I read it. It says emergency alert, National Weather Service, tornado warning in all caps. I'm like, did Donald Trump send me this? Because this seems suspicious as hell. And who uses all caps like to scare the shit out of you besides him? And it's like a tornado warning in this area until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm like, dude. You're sending this to my Eastern Standard Time in Harlem phone in New York City, okay? So, and it was what, like, I want to say, like, around 8.15, 8.30, I saw the message, something like that. So I'm like, okay, it's just a half hour. But I kept reading it. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm dying. It says, take shelter now in a basement or an interior room on the lowest floor of a sturdy building. First of all, let's let's talk about the sturdy building part. This is New York. I would like to believe that these buildings are sturdy, but for a tornado? Uh, I don't know. If you are outdoors in a mobile home or in a vehicle, move the move to the closest sustainable shelter and protect yourself from flying objects. I'm like, oh my God, is is Dorothy and Toto gonna fly by? Am I gonna see the Wicked Witch in the West? What's going on? Uh, and then the it ended with check media. I'm like, check what media? I have no idea what to trust anymore. 
everything is in a clusterfuck of madness right now. And I just, I want to take the time. I took a few days away from social media. I needed a breather. I feel like I've been consumed with Donald Trump. And I said to myself, you know, my next podcast, I'm not even going to mention him. I already failed at that because I just said his name, uh, <laughs> uh, what, two or three times at this point. And we're only a few minutes in. It's almost impossible to not discuss the the what's happening right now. But I'm going to do my best because what's more important than anything right now for anyone that is listening as we go into <clears throat> what may be and that was that was just a regular clear in my throat don't everybody go oh shit she got the rona <laughs> it's like if you cough or sneeze people are like oh shit you, you're sick you're dying i'm like do you need a ventilator no it was just a regular <clears throat> excuse you okay i don't know who it was it was a basketball player i want to say matt barnes but don't quote me on it they said one of the, I saw the funniest post. They were like, if you, if you, it was either cough or sneeze, but for the sake of me screwing this up even more, let me just say it was cough. If you cough in public, it's like a gun going off. Like people be ducking like, oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, and that's really how it is. Like I was on FaceTime with my sister. Shout out my sister, Michelle, who probably doesn't listen to this podcast. I'm a hundred percent sure. Uh, <laughs> My family don't support me. Listen to my podcast, damn it. So she's going to probably be listening and then text me like, why, why would you tell people that your family doesn't support you? Um, listen, Michelle, thank you for your support, sort of, kind of. I don't know if my family supports me or not. You know, uh, Jesus couldn't heal people in his own town because they just didn't believe in him at all. They were like, Jesus, the carpenter, get out of here. I feel like that's how my family looks at me, like, ah, ha, 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 yeah, you're funny, whatever, okay, let's move on, miss, <laughs> friend in your head, uh, who knows, whatever, but my family is not my target audience, it's good to have their support, I support them, whatever, let's move on, anyway, I was on FaceTime with her uh, today, with her, my mom, my nephew, and my niece, they all kind of watch football together Sunday night, which is lovely, um, it's Sunday as I'm recording this, but you'll probably be listening to it on Monday morning uh, or Monday sometime after Monday. Anyway, Sunday football is like their thing. So they'll FaceTime me sometimes. So I could be part of the family, I guess, in, in via technology. And I coughed or was it a cough or a sneeze? Here I go not remembering. But she was like, <clears throat> um, excuse you. First of all. It was just a regular, like I just had, clearing of the throat. And secondly, uh, we're FaceTiming, okay? I don't, do I need to put on a mask via FaceTime? I mean, at this point, we might as well, y'all. I, I am so nervous for us as Americans, as a society. It just, First of all, I don't know how we're going to get this pandemic under control when, what, 70 million plus trumpets out there. Oops, I said it again. I said I wasn't going to go there. But how are we going to get this pandemic under control if half the country 
actually believes that it's a hoax and that even if it's not a hoax, it's it's infringing on their rights to make them put on a mask. Um, what right to kill people? I, it doesn't surprise me that these savages thinks that it's part of their constitutional rights to kill people because that's essentially what you're doing. You're harming others, right? So that's kind of against the law. It's not part of your freedoms that you get to just do whatever the fuck, okay? You don't get to kill people. Murder is against the law. It's not a part of your freedom package. How do you get this across to people? How do you do a, a national lockdown, which they're talking about because the numbers are spiking everywhere. So we're about to go into possibly a national lockdown, which I'm fine with uh, it, on certain terms. Like one, if this can possibly get it under control, then fine. Let's just do it. What, four to six weeks? Let's see. Let's just see. Let's just see what. What harm is it in wearing a mask for the possibility of saving someone else, your family, a friend, a neighbor, a stranger, or yourself? Our medical staff, doctors, hospitals that are overwhelmed right now, they're all getting sick. So if everyone in the medical industry gets sick and or dies, then we have no doctors left for it just trickles down into complete madness. So I'm willing to give it a try for the possibility. What's wrong with the possibility? I just, I don't, I don't get people and their extreme selfishness. Um, but y'all saw my video on Instagram that I posted when I was in Vegas and <laughs> I shot the gun and it scared the bejesus out of me and I jumped across the room and they're like, what hood are you from? I'm like, everybody in a hood is not like a gun fanatic. I damn near killed everybody in a room because I dropped the damn thing. I didn't know the kickback was going to kick me back and jump my soul right out of my body. But, you know, we all lived. We all lived to see another day, fight another day. And here we are. That was back in November before I even knew that this November, that was a year ago, this November, who knew from that trip to Vegas to right now that we would be uh, basically where we are who knew nobody knows nobody knows anything but i do i do want to not keep dwelling on everything that we could just turn on cnn or fox or whatever your choice of network is and all the terror that is out there you've you've seen enough of it you don't need me to talk about it too so today i i did i don't want to go into that rabbit hole although it's terribly difficult I, I want to talk about being alone uh, and isolated and, and the effects that that's having on me and, and what I'm going to do to try and get out of it. Because, y'all, I've honestly, I'm, you know, I, I, I push through. I push through. I'm one of those people from as far back as I have a memory, I've had a lot of struggles, a lot of hard times. I grew up rough. Um, there's childhood trauma. There's there's things that I don't even talk about publicly. I got a lot of things. Um, but one of the things that I do have that I gained out of all of the trauma of, of 
the first half of my life is survival skills. And I always hold on to hope and I always find a way to push through. Like tomorrow, um, I am going to be announcing my first comedy album. Yay! I think I mentioned to you guys on the podcast before, but tomorrow or today, uh, when when you're listening to this podcast, actually, it should already be posted. Posted. But I'm going to start promoting my comedy mixtape that is coming out on December 11th. When you see the link in my bio, uh, please go pre-order and or pre-save it. However you listen to music, purchasing it in iTunes or streaming it on Spotify or wherever, all the options will be there. Please pre-order it, uh, pre-save it. Um, it is a bright light for me right now. I, I have been trying to climb out of a very dark place. Uh, but getting back to the point, I have uh, a lot of darkness sometimes in my life that I have to climb out of periodically. And this is one of those times. The only thing that's different right now is that I'm talking about it in real time. If you guys know me, you know my technique with um, talking about anything publicly, whether it's in an interview or um, this podcast or in my stand-up comedy. It's, it's e even in my book, whatever. It's something that I've already dealt with and worked it out, worked out, you know, as much as I can so that I can talk about it publicly in whatever, you know, form that I, I decide to discuss it. The difference with right now is what I'm going through in this because I've already started my own little lockdown and I've literally spent days and days and days in a house alone and I'm starting to already feel the toll that it's taking on me even when I go out to the park and take a walk or if I have a show somewhere they're still doing some outdoor shows sporadically and randomly. So if I get a call to do that, I'll go do it and then come right home. Um, my human contact has been very limited. And I've been feeling the pressure of that in my heart, in my body, in my mind, in my soul, physically, emotionally, mentally. And I'm like, I got to, I have to figure out how to handle this because I do feel like we are about to go into another lockdown. I don't know if it's now. I don't know if it's in January when Joe Biden takes office officially. I don't know if I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's just so much I don't know happening right now. So I've decided um, what I'm going to do about it is putting myself on a strict routine and I decided to talk about it on the podcast because I figured a lot of people may be going through something similar right now and is looking for a way to cope and deal. I don't know that what I'm going to do is going to work for you, but that's why I'm deciding to talk about it publicly with you in the moment 
so we can share in the journey and the experience together and um, and see if we can really be true to what this podcast is, which is a friend in each other's heads. Um, I'll be right back and I'll, I'll give you all the details on what I'm going to do in a minute. It is time to ask Coach Vaughn. Hey, now the question of today is pretty, it's, it's almost a no-brainer to me, um, but I guess that's why you guys are asking me, because sometimes this stuff isn't a no-brainer, and it it becomes more complicated, and I understand that, because hindsight is always twenty twenty, and we always feel like in a moment, we we um it's harder to see in the moment than it is to see in retrospect and it's definitely easier to say what you would do (laughs) in a situation uh sometimes turns out differently when things actually happen to you but luckily for you guys i've experienced a lot like this next situation where someone is asking me, hey, um, my best friend caught her man in bed with another woman and she is still with him. I'm trying to convince her that he is not worth it and he's a dog and she should leave him. But she said that she forgives him and they're moving on. Should I keep pushing or let it go? This is a no-brainer, sis. Let it go. I had to learn the hard way, um, just in a very high school sense of things. People, uh, they they don't like when you as as a best friend aren't on their side like if they're mad at someone they want you to be mad at them too and that includes their significant other and when they are not mad at them they want you to fall all the way the fuck back and mind your own damn business so in this particular case i would say that you did what a best friend would do. You you talked through the situation rationally. I'm sure you were the shoulder to lean on and cry on in the in the situation when she first found out. Um, and y'all probably both over some cocktails and some uh, some cocktail, cocktails and oxtails. <laughs> y'all probably ate and drank away a lot of tears together. And now that she's back with him, you're like, hold up what part of the game is this well it's the part of the game where you do have to fall back because after you speak your piece and and she has made her decision you could just let her know that you will be there for her um when he does it again or or they fall apart or don't you know just be a supportive friend and and respect her wishes for you to fall back sometimes people have to just go through it to learn it and here's the thing just like in high school when you learn those hard lessons like I remember a situation not even as in high school it was a a grown-ass woman situation where it felt like high school where a friend of mine was angry at the breakup 
you know, with, with her boyfriend at the time and he broke her heart and all of this, that and a third. And we would talk for hours about it, but, um, we were all comics. So, you know, I was still cool with dude, you know, I would see him out and pound him up like comics do. And she tried to check me on it and was like, why would you even still be speaking to him? I was like, sis, this is not high school. We're all grown. He's a comic. We're all basically co-workers. I'm not mad at him the way you're mad at him. I'm mad that you're hurt. I'm upset with you, but I'm not sharing in the fight, if that makes any sense. And trust me, that does not make you uh, uh, necessarily a bad friend, unless of course he's abusing her, or beating her up or something like that. Here's my perspective on why. It has been my experience in life that your girlfriend is going to make up with him. And then now you mad at him by yourself. So you have to let these things play out, sis. You just have to. And if she decides that they're friends again, you're not caught up in some I'm mad at him. For what? She's not. If she wants to risk her her life physically, mentally, and emotionally, your job as a friend is to give your opinion and let her know that you're worried about her and that you'll be there for her and that you don't think she's making a good, rational decision in being with him. However, you are going to fall back and let the, the cards fall where they may and just when she comes back to you with the tears don't rub it in her face just have some more cocktails and oxtails and keep it moving hey what's up y'all welcome back to the friend in your head podcast and yes isolation feeling isolated People are making some strange decisions um, with their lonely hearts in these days. And I would just say, please don't fall victim to what's going on. I certainly almost uh, fell into the trap of, I don't want to be alone, so I'll just take this bad situation that I know is, is not healthy for me. Uh, but I didn't. I I fought my emotions tooth and nail, and I won. I, I won. And now I'm sitting here by myself having this conversation with y'all. What's up? <laughs> but it's okay. It's, it's better for me in the long run. And look, I've lived long enough to know that nothing bad lasts forever. We are going through some trying times right now, and this is actually the perfect time to get to know you. And I know that sounds corny and cliche, but God told me, sit your behind down by yourself in this apartment in Harlem and get your shit together. I mean, God didn't cuss at me. I don't think he did, um, but we are made in God's image. So maybe God has a sailor mouth too. We don't know yet. When I get to he heaven, that's going to be one of the things I ask him like, yo, God, um, why, you know, is it so hard for my sharp ass tongue? I mean, you know, let me, let me just fall back on. <laughs> let me pray. Somebody pour some Jesus oils over me, please. Um, I digress. Getting back to the point, I really had to take some time 
and really take a breath and take a look at everything that's going on and and this feeling of isolation and being alone and not having a lot of human contact. And I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys on previous podcasts, but I was planning on because I already knew this winter was going to be butt fuck over, right? We could just see the writing on the walls. We knew that it was going to be another surge. I do believe in science. I do believe the things that Dr. Fauci was saying uh, were true. I mean, it, science is math, right? And two plus two always equal four. The people that argue against science and math are weird as fuck to me do you but I'm gonna listen to Dr. Fauci and the scientists and lo and behold here we are uh hospitalization is up they're using uh ice trucks for morgues and parking lots for more like I I first of all I have to take a break from watching the news but at the same time you you have to stay informed and know what's going on it's a mess we do know that So we did know that this was going to be a long, cold winter, especially in areas and and businesses like mine and in areas like New York City for live entertainment. Now, I have been living my best COVID life, Um, not with COVID, but COVID life, meaning this this time living this time period in COVID life doing a lot of outdoor shows and and just hanging on and and thinking positively and just doing my thing like I I booked a couple of commercials during uh lockdown in this COVID time and uh and a voiceover so I've been blessed with work I've uh locked picture on the documentary that I'm working on that some of you may know about um, and that's that's finally um, coming to a completion. I'll talk about that more at a later date. Uh, I finished my comedy album. Yes. And I didn't think that that would happen. But this is lemons into lemonade. I don't want to give away the whole story because I do some narratives on the, the mixtape. And I talk about 2020 being being on lockdown and how I came up with a comedy mixtape album because the coronavirus swooped in and shut off any plans that I had to record my first comedy album this past summer. So I've made it do what it do. That's what I do. I survive. Thank you, God, for God. Because right now, all I have is God. All I have is God to lean on and those hopes and those inspirations that I find within like I did. So like I was saying, I don't know if I mentioned to you guys in in a previous podcast or not, but my plan, because I knew it was going to be a long, cold winter with not much to do as far as comedy goes during doing um, outside shows. Because it's cold and it's wet. So I was like, go somewhere warm, right? My pro- my main projects that I were, was working on that I just mentioned are coming to a wrap. So my main focus is writing on my one-woman show and working on continuing to develop my stand-up. Um, because I would love to... You know, I would love to do a tour. I, I want to get out of New York. I want to, 
you know, do what comics do and get on the road and go on tour. But that's everything is just kind of paused out. Right. But yet and still, I was like, I have to do something this winter. My best friend, who I also refer to as my sister, Autumn, she lives in Texas, in Houston, and uh, she has a big house and the whole family's there. You know, she has two kids, husband, mom, dad, like the family, you know, family. So I talked to her about it and she was like, yes, we would love to have you for the holidays. And I was going to stay in Houston from Thanksgiving through the beginning of the year, through all of the holidays, celebrate coming into 2020, Happy New Year in Houston, and then just assess, you know, where I'm at at that point. Do I want to come back to New York? Do I want to go to LA? What do I want to do? Do I want to stay in Houston? Because here's the thing with Houston, where she lives is just like a couple of hour drive to San Antonio and also to Austin, which if you're a comedy uh, fan, you probably know about the Joe Rogan migration to Austin. And, and I think maybe he opened a club there or whatever. There's there's a scene in Austin for comedy um, and Joe Rogan. Uh, is making some moves that way. So a lot of comedians in LA are kind of migrating that way as well. So, you know, the possibility of being able to check out San Antonio as well as Austin by staying with my family in Houston was a wonderful uh, idea until uh, now the numbers are spiking and... Uh, the idea that I would go to Houston and just lock down with the fam through the holidays is great. However, the bouncing around and moving from San Antonio to Austin, popping around, doing pop-up shows wherever I can in in Texas because it's nice out, that is dead. That cannot happen. I cannot go in and out of my best friend's sister's home with her kids, her husband, and her elderly parents living there and risking bringing coronavirus to them. So those plans kind of got thrown away. It's still kind of up in the air if I would go there maybe just for Thanksgiving, but I don't want to fly. So that would mean that I have to drive. And then now you have all these crazy people on the streets uh, with all these racial tensions and these crazy ass proud boys and, and whatever other racist white supremacists are on these streets. Do I really want to take a day or two road trip? And I, I, no. Uh, so am I letting fear drive me a little bit? Yeah. yeah. Is it uh, justifiable? Absolutely. But as you can see, bottom line is my plan came to a pause and I was like, hmm, I have to rethink all of this. And I'm trying to let spirit, my my soul and a God within guide me to a decision because my options are, are very clear. Stay here through the cold winter uh, by myself or go to Texas and lock down and, and don't worry, worry about, uh, doing shows outside or anything like that. So that's, that's great. Um, but, um, 
as I was taking a, a walk in the park the other day and really just trying to meditate and concentrate on, you know, my thoughts and my feelings on what I should do um, and, and asking, you know, God, just let it come to me. Flow through me, Jesus. Throw through me. And you know what I'm saying? Um, I said, let, I'm going to let... I'm going to let, instead of overthinking everything, I'm just going to kind of try and let it come to me. And a few things happen that is making me lean towards staying here in New York and isolating by myself. One, with the release of my comedy mixtape album, I am going to be doing some promo stuff and my record label is setting some things up. Uh, that would happen here in New York. So, um, and some of that might very well be in person. We have to see what happens with the rules and regulations, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I'm going to be doing a lot of promo stuff for the album. So that's one thing in its surface and its work, and it's not necessarily um, the driving force towards me staying here and being isolated alone. The biggest um, decision, here we go. The biggest decision, Jesus, why can't I talk? Uh, (laughs) We go through this from time to time on this podcast. So if you're new, I apologize. Sometimes my words uh, come out of my brain and into the world quicker than my tongue and my teeth can handle. but one of my biggest decision decision making factors came via my BFF and friend sister Autumn and she recommended a book to me by Rick Warren called The Purpose Driven Life and whenever she recommends a book to me I I get it without even asking two questions cuz she's always she's very spiritual um God-fearing woman, you know, and and very intelligent, intellectually smart, and just of sound mind. And I know that she loves me. She's one of the very few people in this world that I know unconditionally loves me and wants me to be happy and and worries about me and my well-being. Um, So she recommended this book called The Purpose Driven Life. And you guys know I always listen to a lot of self-help audiobooks and the really, really good ones that are like exercises and things that you need to take notes for and stuff like that. I not only get the audiobook, but I also get the ebook. And sometimes I get the physical copy as well, like Miss Ayala Van Zant. Um, I have a lot of her books in all three forms. So this one, the Purpose Driven Life, is so far great. I I got the audio book first, and I started listening to it. And the way it's set up is it's day one through day forty two. So when I saw that, I said, well, let me listen to it and see how it's set up. And clearly, um, the, the strong message within was from now until day 42, you need to listen once a day 
build yourself a schedule to listen to this, take notes, meditate, pray. And after the 42 days, come, come out of this dark space that you're in. And I wholeheartedly believe that just from listening to the first couple of days of the audiobook that I, this is going to help strengthen me spiritually and even physically because ever since I've started listening to it I've been getting myself more into a, a daily routine with exercise and and just being an entrepreneur in general people who out there who have their own businesses or maybe you're a comic like me or you work in some type of business where you have to build your own schedule you're kind of used to that anyway and the the discipline of sticking to a schedule when you are your own boss is very challenging but obedience will get you very far in life and when you are in a very dark place or or space in in your life discipline and obedience to a schedule is the first thing that goes and sometimes like myself you don't even notice it until you are already well past your uh (laughs) weight limit like I have been talking to y'all about losing weight for how long at this point I remember it started out with a journey to 145 and I just needed to lose like 15 pounds. Well, here I am pushing 200 pounds in the back. Like, really, who did it and why? And miss me with all this you look good girl stuff because I just because I'm carrying weight in places that y'all find attractive does not mean that I want to walk around unhealthy. So later for y'all. All right. I have to lose this weight. And. I realized that I was getting deeper and deeper and deeper into this isolated dark hole and how am I going to strengthen myself and come out and why, you know, you ask yourself those important questions in those quiet moments and the main question is why. And for me, I don't know about you, but for me, I think I need to take from right now until in the next 42 days pretty much puts me right by Christmas. So if I stay home through the Thanksgiving holiday, who knows where we'll be for Christmas and the new year. But for right now, I'm being um, driven to stay home, isolate alone, you know, and, and just be go into this lockdown phase and if you go out for essentials or if there's some random pop-up show because it's a nice day randomly in New York you're you're risking um you're not risking anyone's life because I live alone and um outside of these walls I take all precautions to uh protect others by social distancing and wearing a mask and all of that so I'm going to find myself (laughs) in the purpose-driven life and take the next 42 days. And I'm sharing that with you, like I said, in the moment, because I think that this might be a journey that would be helpful for you too if you're experiencing some of the same uh, cloud of darkness right now. And, And maybe you're alone, maybe you're not alone. Maybe you feel alone. I've experienced relationships where I'm in the relationship 
And I feel more alone than when I am by myself because there is nothing worse than being in a relationship with someone that is not understanding, uh, doesn't understand you, uh, doesn't care for you emotionally, deeply enough to really listen to you and hold you and love you. That is almost worse than being alone because that digs at your self-worth and self-esteem and it, it 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 makes you feel rejected and while you're laying have you ever felt rejected while laying next to someone that's deep and it's not a feeling that I'm a fan of or that I want to have or be around so I'd rather be alone and hug on and love on myself and and when people say love yourself that's so foreign to most of us because it's like what is that love yourself what do, what do you mean masturbate all right i do that no love yourself well what does that mean hug yourself and and say you go girl or you go boy in the mirror it's, yeah kind of sort of but it, it took me forever to really understand what loving yourself means and loving yourself means just think about all the things that you do for someone that you do love, right? All the loving things that you will drop everything to make them food, a healthy meal, pick them up something from the store, uh, compliment them, tell them they look great that day, uh, applaud their, their accomplishments, encourage them, eat, you know, make sure they're taking their medicine and, and eating right. All these things is love. Do those things for you. That is loving yourself. And I am going to love myself enough to take this time to be with myself. Cause I think God is like, look, cause God could have arranged this any kind of way he wanted to for me. Right. I have a lot of blessings. And even in my darkest moment, the scariest moment, the moments where I cry, I still say, thank you, God, because I know I'm coming out on the other side with something that I could take to the next lesson in life, to the next chapter in life, and that I could offer other people. That is who I am at my core. So I'm not going to live in this moment of isolation and not feel the exact same way. The only th different thing is, is I'm taking you guys with me on this journey. So if you want to get that book, this is not a, um, I don't know this author. I do not, um, I'm not being paid to say any of this. This is just um, my current situation and my current path and journey. And if you want to you know, take it with me. That's great. If not, that's fine too. But the book is called The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And tomorrow or today, as you're listening to it, I'm I'm starting Monday. I've already listened to like the first eight days just to get a feel of what the book is. But I'm going to start all over. I'm going to have my notebook. And I am going to from now until day 42 love myself and build on myself and pull myself out of this hole while in isolation. I could do it. I have no doubt in myself because I have no doubt in God. And that is um, a journey I want to experience with you guys because I, I think it's just so many people going through the same thing right now and it's something that should be drawn us closer but in in the hey the devil walks the earth because it is definitely still very divisive out there and 
I just want to lean as heavy as I can into hope and possibility. And when I tell you, I have been researching and learning so much about Joe Biden, and I am so inspired by this man. And just the things that I've learned and all of his losses in life, both personally and professionally, have been very harsh very um traumatic like losing his wife it's like like it's it's so much he's had some major 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 losses in life both personally and professionally he has had some some heights in his life both personally and professionally but the biggest thing that inspired me recently is watching that 70 what is he 78 year old man do that light sprint out to the podium to um you know do his I'm president now speech (laughs) after the election was projected as him as the winner and he went out and did that light sprint to the stage and just realizing wow everything in his life brought him to this moment Everything, both personally and professionally, the wins, the losses, everything brought him to this moment. I don't think there is another person that God could have chosen to take on the challenges of this world as the president of the United States right now than Joe Biden. That's very inspirational to understand that he's 78 years old, y'all. I'm in my 40s and I'm complaining as if my life is, you know, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. All this stuff I'm doing as a comic, I should have did. You know, I should have focused more uh, when I was in my early 20s. And why was I so afraid and, and all this regret? Bleh. But when you really look at life, all the wins, all the losses, all the uh regrets whatever you have is all building up you are to for you to live your your god's purpose joe biden is 70 he's pushing 80 in the back and he just reached what appears to be the height of everything in his life that brought him to the, his point he he's just reaching his god uh, potential, like the, 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 the top of the mountain, if you will. And when I look at that, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got a lot of time left. And what am I talking about? What am I complaining about? Build on yourself, grow, do all the things that you want to do that drive you, your, your passion deep in your gut. That is your God-given purpose, whatever it is. And it's going to bring you to a place where you can serve others in some kind of capacity on a large scale in some kind of way. At least that's how I'm seeing it. And I was very inspired by Joe Biden's story and understanding that Vaughn, you have a long time. It ain't over right now. Not by a long shot. You have a long life ahead of you. You you don't plan on retiring at 60. You're going to be going full throttle like Joe Biden. You're going to be doing a light sprint 
out onto a stage and grabbing a mic and making people laugh, think, and be inspired well into your 80s and possibly 90s, pushing 100 in the back. It ain't over till it's over. My grandmother died at 96 on her way to work. What was my grandmother's job? She took care of people in the old folks building. You know, those old folks she was taking care of were in their 60s and 70s, and she was in her 90s. I have great genes. I have a bright future. Why am or why would I let this dark moment make me weaker? Nah, it's going to make me stronger because I have a long way to go in life. And so do you. So do you. So if you want to go on this journey with me, I'm going to do it in real time, pretty much, which is not what I do. Um, and I'm going to be very open and honest. I, I do this podcast once a week. So by the time you hear my voice again, I, I would have done, I guess, what, seven days or I will be on the seventh day. How does that work? Whatever. It's, it's, I'm going to be a few days in about a weekend. Um, so I guess I'll do some kind of, um, check-in with you every week. And that's, that's what it's going to be. I hope that you are safe, happy, and healthy, and finding finding a happy place somewhere in you right now. I know it's hard, but hang in there. Everything does not stay bad forever. Um, we'll find our way. We will, we will find our way. Hashtag stay in a light. I, I just bumped the mic. Let me try that again. Hashtag stay in a light. <laughs> so I'm going to get out of here, guys. Again, um, when you see the link, please do get my album, A Draggable Offense Comedy Mixtape Volume 1. It is my pride and joy right now. And I I want it to do well. I, I And I want you guys to giggle. And, and hopefully it lifts you up. It makes you happy. And you just, you know, it makes you feel good. That's what I want. Um, that's what I want. I want, I want, I want people to feel good because it's just, it's so much in this world that feels sucky and not sucky in a good way. (laughs) Sucky in a bad way. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in and supporting me and everything that I do. Thank you. Um, to all the people that support this podcast, that uh, read my book, that do one-on-ones, everything under the sun. I can't thank you enough. Um, And I'll thank you even more when you get my album. Come on, y'all. Okay, okay, okay. A Draggable Offense, Comedy Mixtape, Volume 1. I'm sounding annoying right now, all right? So I'm going to go. I've overstayed my welcome on my closing of the show. (laughs) Thank you though for listening to me because sometimes as friends we know that that's what happens right you talk too damn much so thank you for being my friend coach Vaughn out that's it thank you for listening to the friend in your head podcast I hope it helped you because it sure helped me and if you need more personal one-on-one time with me all you have to do is go to coachvon.com and click on ask coach Vaughn one-on-one and then you'll have me all to yourself don't forget to follow me across all social media platforms at Vaughn DiCarlo go to coachvon.com for links to everything including my stand-up comedy catch me in your town when you can until next time see ya